All right, man, we back today. We got some extra special shit going on today, man. Got my brother Herb in here. And, uh, hey. Yeah, man. And we could do something different today, bro. This, this, uh, this is going to be more in line of my real passions in life, not just gaming. Everything, everything ain't about gaming. Everything ain't about, you know, Big Mike do different shit. Okay. So we got, we got Herb in here to discuss, uh, sports. Uh, different aspects of streaming because he he got questions for me in in regards to um how I feel because because I worked with you before right we did yeah the- we definitely were we worked we worked together so um it's ironic it's funny because you hopped on my podcast you feel me because I remember when I first started a podcast and I had an idea to reach out to a whole bunch of up and coming black gamers who were looking to hop on Twitch, become Twitch partners, just the whole the whole nine before it became this mega machine that it is today, right? Like you and other people that I talked to were visionaries. You saw where this was going. And I remember you telling me you, and this is why I always give you respect and I always show you love is because a lot of people say, yeah, I want to put myself out there. I want to be a content creator. I want to be a gaming streamer. And a lot of people don't do it. And I just yeah. showed up one day and I saw Tower Talk. I'm like, oh shit, this nigga Mike really did it. <laughs> yeah. Nah, bro. And I give I give a lot of credit to you. Nah, and I'm not just saying this, bro. It's not no bullshit. But before I did your shit, I was thinking about it. And remember, I talked to you about it. But being on your show kind of gave me that extra push. Like, yeah, I could do this. Like, I like being behind the mic, kind of talking, talking a little shit and just getting shit off my chest. And I could see myself running it on the mic uh and that happened after i talked to you so uh and, and did that whole thing so i, I really want to say thank you bro i don't know if i ever did that but that was really that extra push to where like yeah i think i could do this shit for real no nah, i don't want to say thank you too because and it's it's just cool because i mean we did that episode at 20 that's when i first started or i'll say that let me take it all the Right, so people who are not familiar with me you feel me because i know you got your own crew on here mm-hmm. shout out to tower the whole the whole collective right so um, I've always had the vision to make a podcast. And I actually had a podcast with the people that have a podcast today and the podcast of the Couch Rose podcast. It's been going for a long time. But back then, it was in 2012. So podcast wasn't a thing. You feel me? You didn't even understand that concept. That was not a thing. Yeah. So it wasn't a podcast to us back then. We were actually on a on a on this website where you can call in and have your own live radio show. And we had our oh, own sports show. Shit didn't even have a name yet. It didn't even have a name. It was um, it was actually my homeboy's idea because he's a Dolphins fan. So it was actually called Finn Out of Water. So we had a weekly mm-hmm. football show. You feel me? That that was the the foundation of what the uh what we do now. The Co- Co- Couch Bros podcast. Like everything changed. You feel me? It wasn't as accessible, but it was just something cool. And I knew I always wanted to do it. And it speaks to what you just said. I spent the next eight years saying, I'm going to start a podcast, seven years, I'm going to start a podcast, and I never got around to it. So I still kick myself in the butt because but I not had getting on it earlier. Exactly. Now it's so saturated. This market is out of control. I, I blink my eyes and there's another hundred podcasts out in the world. Bro. Absolutely. That's why I got, I got partners in different friend groups that see me doing this shit now and be like, Mike, let's do something. Mike, let's do something. But when they come to me with the ideas, it's like, bro, you got to come at me with something better than that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we got to think tank for a niche. You need a niche, bro. 
and not just that any niche. You need a, a refined niche within a niche, if that makes sense. Like, don't come at me saying, yo, let's talk about this. Let's talk about some Twitter shit. Let's talk about relationships. Like, nah, bro. Even with the even with the gaming shit, I tried to make it on some nigga gaming shit. Honestly, yo, every day, what do niggas think about certain shit? Gaming podcasts. It ain't just no, hey, let's get hop on this bitch and talk about games and tech and shows and shit. I that's I don't I don't want to be that generic. Like you say, you got to make yourself stand out in some type of way. Uh, it's because the thing is, and you one hundred percent right because that's what I used to stress to my my co-host. You feel me? Because I used to tell him, I was like, bro, if we have any any chance of making it we have to make this shit so unique like i think one of the things that people who make a podcast and myself included I'm, obviously i'm not a big podcast we're not we're not there yet. and i say yet because i mean i, I see and y'all should people, be. I always say yeah. y'all niggas y'all y'all one of my <laughs> automatic clicks of the week bro when i see y'all upload i'm in especially lately within a I, yeah I, let me not lie within like the last month or two or so i've been i've been i've been tapped in bro especially like nah, those last three no, no, yeah. no, go ahead. My back. Yeah, nah, you go, go, you go, go ahead. Look, I would say you want to know why? Because I finally invested in the podcast the way it was supposed to be invested. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I told my dogs, I'm like, listen, how are people going to take us, take us serious if we don't take this serious, right? So we all put in money. We got these fancy mics like you see it. Like, shit, you I know hear what it. I hear it. Yeah. And you hear the audio quality. Just that alone made it a better podcast because sure. you don't hear no janky static you don't hear none of that shit it sounds professional you know what i'm saying like and people appreciate something that sounds professional and that already gave us a head start and that and with that we already seen the numbers going up every single week so yeah and and deserve it's a it's a great listen bro and i'll say this you say you you wish you would have started eight years ago or so but bro it really sounds like you've been at it for eight years or so like bro you be quarterbacking the fuck out that shit and i ain't just saying that bro like you really being controlling, uh, directing that bitch. You you really the point guard on that on that podcast shit, bro. For real. Nah, bro. You want to know why? Like, I, you feel me? This go see. I don't want to be also. <laughs> nah, because I'm gonna be literally. I don't want to be just throwing compliments back and forth because sometimes I'll be watching be watching tower uh, tower talk. Because listen, you're not gonna get better if you don't take pieces from other things. For right? sure. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? Because nobody knows everything. Mm-hmm. So you resources. If you have a friend of yours that's doing something similar to you, that should be the first person that you could look at if you think they they're dope. And I'd be like, yeah, Mike, because you is different. Like I just got to control two niggas that I've known for my whole life. I know, bro. I know. Yo, you got six niggas. Bro, listen. Oh my god, <laughs> it took time, bro. I ain't gonna say this shit is easy. I ain't gonna say it took time. You gotta learn each nigga. You gotta have some time, bro. It was about. Two months straight, where after every show, I was like, bro, listen, we're not even going to wait to say this is what we could improve on. This is what, like, no, after every show, we're like, bro, we need to do this better, we need to do that better. Yo, when niggas is talking, shut the fuck up. You know, that, you know, you really got to run it, bro. It's it's definitely a process and not something that's that's natural, but it's dope because when people might watch you, might think it's natural. It ain't. Like, you, I watch you do that shit, I'm like, bro, this nigga has been doing this shit for a long Like, this nigga, is, he, he, he got it, bro. You know what I'm saying? Nah, and, and, and it's a fine line too, because you know, like I'll I'll be insider, right? Like you know me, I'm very transparent, yeah. Whatever, so I'm gonna give up game. And me and the one of the co-hosts, his name is Gerson. You know what I'm saying? He's very opinionated. He has his own, like he's his own person, right? Yeah. And I, instead of, and we have fights. Like it was one time, bro. Like we were recording, we got done recording, bro. I was, and I'm very low. I'm very chill. 
Like, yeah. I'm very, it takes a lot to get me. For to get to that point, him, it must be real. Yeah. I told that nigga, bro, get the fuck out of my motherfucking house, bro. I can't yeah. stand that nigga, bro. <laughs> and the reason why is because, you know what I'm saying? Like, I saw how much I put into it, and it used to bother me that I didn't feel like he was putting the same. Like, you just showing up. This shit is not easy. Man, listen. Like, we make it look easy, but it's not easy. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, just to the finest detail, and then, you know what I'm saying? Like, instead of just always having that smoke with him, I use that as an opportunity to make it better contact. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be mad at that person because I got to look at value of what he brings, right? And then I complete, and that's why it's been better because now I understand that his role on the show is to be the person that don't know shit because he's going to ask a question that somebody that doesn't know shit. And the dynamic ask. is perfect, bro. That's what I was talking okay. about just now. Like the dynamic, uh, it was you. And is he the one that was with you in, uh, what's the girl name? Wait, don't even tell me, bro. Don't even tell me. Me, oh, me. That was me and him. It was me and Mimi. Yeah, yeah. It was me and him. And, and him. Me. Yes. Yes. That, that's how I know who you was talking about, bro. Because it's that right. dynamic of him just saying whatever the fuck he want to say, not even. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because you could tell he wanted them niggas. Like, bro, I'm going to say what's on my mind. This is how I feel about certain shit. And you kind of had to, not had to, but I could tell that it was certain shit he would say. And you was like, but you would find a way to kind of, like, you was a professional of, of like the situation, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah, you need bro, that you gotta, you that dichotomy is perfect though, bro. Exactly. You gotta learn how to rein them in, but at the same time, you gotta let them be expressive too. You exactly. Because I, mean? I told him, like, there's another thing, like another part of giving it up game, right? Like these little things are baby steps, right? So um we were talking about we were trying to reach out to producers to try to take the podcast to the next to the okay. next level, right? And, and guys, I'm sorry to people who's listening. This is very inside. I know y'all came for a show. We just, but me and Mike, we haven't had time to catch up. Yeah, we yeah. haven't had time to catch up like this. And you know what I'm saying? I want to use this opportunity to talk because there's a lot of things that go into this behind the scenes, right? So we were reaching out to um, producers, right? And we found a producer. And he was like, yeah, I like the show, like you, and I like your other co-host, Rod. But for me to work with you guys, Gerson got to go. And I told him straight up, I said, bro, there's no couch bros without him. There you go. We could make a whole different show, but if yeah. you want the couch bros, that's, it's us. And it's it, like it got to be, and you're absolutely right, because I was, I was going to go to, uh, to Rod next. Like, it's definitely three different energies, bro. He come in, he, he, he got the energy, the upbeat. You and him probably see more of the, but he coming at it from a different angle. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So y'all, y'all energy is, 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 is made in heaven, bro, for real. Perfect, perfect match. Nah, I appreciate that, dog. I appreciate and that. Real and real shit, shit, bro. Y'all need to make uh Mimi permanent, bro. She she add a whole nother y'all foe, bro. Oh my god. Like she add the I perfect like I would love because she's very well balanced, but at the same time, like that's the one thing you a man can never ever speak what a woman can speak like no matter how you no matter how much you think you know a woman like their mm -hmm. perspective is so different because they live a completely 24 7 life that they For just sure. bring something unique that we can never add and mm -hmm. i told her all the time like, as soon as the as soon as the episode dropped people have been texting me yo i fuck with mimi i said oh, i yeah. sent her that i told her i was like mimi you might as well just get you just become a professional sex talker yeah. or some shit like that again <laughs> be on a call nah, real shit. All that shit, right? nah but just her her, her um her 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 opinion on 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 her perspective on many different shit though, uh, 
she going to give it up, but she don't get tight about certain shit. And that's fly exactly. as hell. Exactly. You know, exactly. being in there with a bunch of niggas, hey, she holding on, she getting her shit off, but she's listening too, bro. And not even with, with just women, bro. Honestly, that's hard to find in people these days. For real. Somebody that don't agree with what you're saying, but can keep their composure and still get their shit off in a cool respect. You know what I'm saying? That's not your, but that's your homegirl. I'm about to say that's not your homeboy, is it? So that is your homegirl, but you know what I'm saying? Like, somebody but that can really give it up. No, nah, but the dope thing about her, even if we wasn't cool, she would be that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Which is why we got to the point that we cool now. You feel me? Because I, I respected that from when I met her. For you know sure. We wasn't tight like we are now. You know what I'm saying? I met her in 2018. Like, you know what I'm saying? And we just been linked in like that because that's the type of person is, the type of person she is, and I just always respected it, dog. But listen, bro, I appreciate that because, you know, you as a content creator, I'm a content creator. There's a point in time where you're just like, bro, is this shit even worth it, dog? Like, <laughs> listen, bro, I got eight. You know how, I don't know if you, you probably do. You if If you listen to podcasts the way I do, I do. I be at work, I pass time listening to podcasts and listen to shows. I go on YouTube, I watch Skip them, you know, and listen to podcasts. Y'all want to like four, four or five, because I done added some, some, since the Saints we extra lit now, I done added a couple like local okay, Saints niggas to the mix. Yeah, know, yeah. But yeah, y'all, y'all definitely in the mix, bro. When I could listen to something and just like generally start laughing while I'm listening to something, bro, that's some good shit, dog. That's, that's hard to find. Honestly. That's what brought me back. You know what I'm saying? That's what brought me back. And and that's what, you feel me, made me go harder. You know what I'm saying? Now, and again, you, you know, it's hard because, you know, I was being consistent as far as dropping little links, little video yeah. clips. But, you know, life happens, dog. But, sure. you know what I'm saying? That right there, that conversation is just more, more confidence that what we were doing, me and you both, what we're doing we got to keep doing it because the content is there. You know what I'm saying? Like I stopped yes. giving a fuck about who listens. I stopped giving a fuck about trying to be the number one podcast in the world. I just want to make it as good as it could be every single episode. I know whatever comes with is going to come. And here's the thing with me and you, I think we got the same type of vision and we want the same type of audience and the, and the same type of listeners. And uh, we want to collab with the same type of people. I like, I, I could kind of see that with you. And the thing about that, when you're trying to grow, so, um, in a, in a like in a natural way organically okay. like that consistency is the main thing because 100%. like i understand marketing and promo super important super important but that's my biggest flaw just because it's only a certain point i'm gonna go to with it till it kind of becomes corny to me in a way i don't want to say corny is probably not the right word but just kind of doing too much like my work is always gonna have to supersede my marketing and my promo that's just the way that's 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 gonna have to be the formula for me because in some people i you call it hating or whatever bro i really don't care at this point bro they the content it it really is there but it's not there you feel me but they go so hard with the with the promo they go so hard with the clips they go so hard with the with the marketing bro that nigga eventually like okay damn i'm gonna click (laughs) <laughs> Some shit gonna say you throw it. Listen, listen, listen. You throw enough shit at the wall, bro. Eventually, some of it gonna stick. Some of it gonna slide down. Some of the shit gonna stick on the wall, bro. Eventually, that's, right. that's so. Right. So you you throw something in, in in people face enough, bro. They gonna click. That's why I, I wish I could get half of that to where like, bro, 
being on it with the clips, being on it with the promo and all that. Just, I wish I could, bro. I try. I do. Sometimes I think about it. And then a week ago, and I don't post nothing. And I'm like, okay, fuck. But I'm on Twitter. Hey, dude, all fucking got, so it's not bro, like I ain't got, got the time I got or nothing. I got a six year old, bro. I, I, got a, I can't, bro. There, this would never be more important than, you know, and you a father too. So this would never be more important than that. And I can't. And I'm ready now, bro. That was, that was my little sister, bro. I, I'll be trolling. This nigga. Man, got me. This nigga. This man, bro. But yeah, when if you ever become father, you know what I'm saying. You know, if it is in the cards for you, bro, that's 100. percent Then number two, I got I got to pay bills, bro. I got to go to work. So if there's no bills, there's no podcast, bro. Because this, of course, you know what I'm saying. What you what you yeah. what you think we finna be doing a podcast on, on I95 or I10, bro? You. Like no, I hear you. No, bro. So. But at the end of the day, as long as we drop the episodes, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Give them the people what they want. You know what I'm saying? Because you know. But bro, I'm a, no, no, no. Let me, let me, let me be a real nigga real quick, bro. Let me be a real nigga real quick, bro. Oh yeah. Put that shit out there, bro. As you go hard, I know you got a lot of shit going on, bro. I know, and and of course, you a father, bro, with a with a yeah. with a newborn. So I couldn't yes, even imagine. But me, just from my perspective. And because I did some 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 uh some some self soul searching one day, it was not that deep, but you know, I I, I looked at myself in the mirror, <laughs> and I'm like, right, okay, I go to work, work like a motherfucker. Some days I'm out there twelve hours, whatever. Uh, I do I, I do a few different shit, but bro, at the end of the day, sometimes I'm laying down for two hours, scrolling on Twitter, scrolling on the internet, fucking around. <laughs> Laying down, half watching a game that I'm not really paying attention to, doing all kind of other shit. I'm be like, bro, I could spend this time putting into my craft, getting right, bro. That's just how right. I look at. It. Like, I could right. say I ain't got time, or I'm tired, but I spend so much time doing bullshit that I really can't say that. Like, you know what I'm saying? I really can't. If I spent half of that time making videos, editing, because that's the shit I hate to do. That shit feel like work to me. Ain't nothing fun about yeah, editing, that's bro. That's my problem. Thing. I love. That's the thing about it, though. Like. This is the shit I love. I love editing. I hate promo. I can't stand it, bro. bro. I don't want to do it. I don't give a fuck. Listen, I, I listen. literally don't care. Editing, I'll do that all day. You can send me your clips. I, I will edit your shit for free. I love and, editing, bro. And you know what's the worst part? Like you say, we're five niggas, bro. Five niggas. <laughs> None of them niggas. I'm like, bro, come on. We're five niggas, bro. If each one of us posts something on each day, something, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you feel me? Niggas just nothing. I'm like, that's to be the frustrating shit to me, bro. I'm like, we five <laughs> niggas. We ain't putting just nothing. <laughs> if it, it, It's like, if it ain't me tweeting it, it ain't going to get tweeted, bro. If it ain't me making it, it ain't going to get... That's, that's when it gets frustrating, bro. That's what I be having to have the talks about. And it's like, bro, if we all make one video for each workday... That's it. Huh? We in a mix all week. But and you know the crazy part though, like it, you know what? We'll save this. We'll save this off air because I don't, you know, I don't want niggas get. It, it, and again, our niggas is cool. Like our of niggas course. is real niggas. They don't, they yeah. don't get. But we'll say that shit. We'll we'll have to finish the conversation. Yeah. But let's get the podcast started though, man. Oh, for sure. So, um, I know I wanted to I wanted to hit you up, and you said it in the beginning. You said this is different than what you normally do because I know this is primarily about gaming from the black hood nigga perspective you know yeah. and i say that in the most gracious way but what made us you know connect first and foremost was our love for sports we do have a mutual love for sports primarily football right and i know you living in louisiana college football is huge i've 
fallen out of love with college football and i have a very valid reason but it also makes me a hater so the reason why i don't love college football the way i used to is because i just feel too old like bro asante samuel's son is in the league bro <laughs> patrick sertan's son is going into his second year like your you know, nigga, this nigga very well. Joe Horn, Mr. Flip Phone under the goalpost. His nigga son in the league, bro. going to his second year. Like, yeah. I just, it's crazy. Because I'm like, bro, I, I saw y'all daddies, bro. Like, what the fuck? You know, when I first had that moment, bro, it wasn't with football, though. But when that first moment of like, damn, like, uh, it's happening. Like, I'm getting older. When I realized I was, and this was like 10 years ago. When I realized I was older than Kyrie Irving. I was like, damn, ah, that's, that hurt. That's that hurt. That's the, that was the moment, bro. For that shit to be that specific, like, you know it hurt. And that was a long time ago. I was like, I looked up this nigga. I'm like, bro, I know you fucking lying. Like, <sighs> it's there, bro. Niggas in the league. I am older than them niggas, bro. Okay, so, so this one, this is very inside. Like, you really have to know about high school recruiting. Or you have to really be an NBA head. When it hit me. It hit me with OJ Mayo because he was in the same class as 2007. Yeah. Okay. So when OJ Mayo, can I remember like I used to be heavy on two 24-7 sports recruiting? I'm like, OJ Mayo, OJ Mayo finna be the next Michael Jordan, bro. Y'all, y'all don't know. Let there's a reason why I don't, I'm never, I'm not a draft analyst, bro. I didn't make it that life because mm-hmm. I thought OJ Mayo was gonna be the coldest nigga ever. But bro. when he got when 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 he graduated and then it was niggas that were under me 20 2008 i'm like oh shit i'm getting old so that was the one for me but it really hit me when i saw asante samuel's son get drafted by the charge <laughs> that was hurt that hurt because i'm like bro your daddy just retired like, yeah yesterday. right right <laughs> like, nah for real for real so that That's one crazy. hurt me dog so yeah bro so yeah that that one was crazy dog but let's let's take it back to the um college football though so for sure Oh, uh, I know that, and it's crazy though. And this is—I I don't know what it is. I guess because of my podcast host, a lot of those episodes that we did a while back, you can't even find them no more. They're, they've been scrubbed off the internet. <laughs> That's how you know you've been, you've been, you've been at it for a while, but <laughs> right, they have to like, make room for the new shit. You don't got enough space. They got to make room for the new shit. <laughs> so I do know that the biggest thing that we talked about and you know what I'm saying? Like, cause college football, there's a million niggas that we could talk about college football. Right. But me and you, we kind of in pause bonded over the fact that we felt that these college athletes weren't getting what they deserve, weren't get their just due. Right. So, and the funny thing about it, we actually talked about NIL. We thought we talked about the possibilities. We talked about what the landscape would be. We pretty much called everything that's happening right yeah, now. Bro. you know uh like verbatim and ironically this shit is more chaotic than i could have imagined and i'm happy because these kids deserved it you know what i'm saying like think about reggie bush think about him losing his heisman because his parents got a house give him his shit back by the way what say they need to give him his shit back by the way which is crazy right (laughs) Crazy. (laughs) crazy right Nuts. But it's it's fucking Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush did more for USC than USC could have ever done for him in those three years. The money that he generated, the NCAA, the video game that people bought specifically just because he was on the cover. Yeah. Right. Like that house is not worth his body and his contributions to USC at all. 
but now you're seeing it and now you're seeing it fully fledged out you know what i'm saying and i don't care for ron DeSantis at all but he's the one of the people that actually got this shit and i'm like and, and, and people don't really know right so what actually happened with nil ncaa wanted to implement it further down the road they wanted to keep kicking it down the, the keep keep kicking the can down the road postpone that shit postpone is, postpone delay delay exactly but what happened is is a lot of governors specific states because they understand how much money and how much money will bring if i had the best recruits coming to a school that was in my state they wrote legislations to say that it is illegal so ncaa had no choice but to say mm. you know what fuck Y'all can add this shit, right? Yeah. With no plan, no regulations, no nothing. Yeah, y'all niggas out here with free slaves. We ain't doing that. <laughs> and now we're here, and I love it. And these fucking coaches are in a motherfucking tizzy, bro. And that's what Nick, I love. Nick Saban has six national championships. The minute he lost the ounce of power, this nigga's in his own. Like, he, he got to act like a bitch, bro. Like, come on, dog. Man, listen, bro. I was, I've, I've always hated alabama i had to take a break because jalen is my little cousin so I, I took a break for a couple years and then coming out of that i gained a little love with him i guess because i rooted for alabama a few games and after that i'm seeing how he's standing up when when the black shit going on when uh bitch ass niggas like Dabo is 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 doing his niggas bad like that because i'm 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 a clemson fan bro but i don't have to kind of press pause on that just because i don't fuck with Dabo so hard yeah, for sure. But, uh, he's, a, he's a hard person to root for if you're a black guy. Yeah. Black but I look I look at I look at Nick kind of the way I look at Popovich. I don't like the team. I fuck with him though. I respect him. I respected Nick, bro. He just seemed like a stand-up nigga. Hate hate him or love his team. But this shit, I'm just like, fuck him, bro. He showed his true color so fucking fast. Uh and and that just go to show what type of what type of bitch ass nigga he is. And I'm happy the nigga didn't last in the in the NFL, bro. And it kind of show how with grown-ass niggas, grown-ass men, they may respect them in that locker room because they probably just saw straight through that shit. You know what I'm saying? So it kind of makes 100%. sense when you think about it. Nah, and, and, and my issue with nigga, trust me, obviously I have a huge, he's the greatest coach of all time. Like, I'm not trying to clown a nigga, but it just shows that a lot of Yo. these these white coaches, and this is something that you said, and this is something, the reason why you don't love LSU, and I don't know if people, like, you've probably talked about it on your platform, but just to remind the people on my platform, right, you said the reason why you don't love LSU is because you actually went to a couple games, and you just saw the energy. You didn't see white people rooting for these black players. You saw white people rooting for black slaves, in a way. Oh, nah, <laughs> for real. They were, and they were only as good as they were on the field. If they dropped the ball, if they fumbled, they muffed the punt. You saw who they actually were. They didn't care about the person. They didn't care about his family members. They didn't care about where he came from. They just saw somebody that was doing the bidding to fuel their own fandom. And yeah. it, when you taught me that, when you said that, and you literally broke it down, it completely changed the way I looked at college too, which is yeah. part of the reason why I fell out of love with it too, right? Mm -hmm. I, I love professional football because niggas are getting paid, first and foremost. And you're not going to talk to these niggas any kind of way. <laughs> that's, that's the thing, bro, because I was going to say, let's not get it fucked up. That's the case with everything. That's the case with NFL, NBA, all sports, all entertainment. These singers, all these concerts, entertain me, nigga, period. That's what these white folks are saying. That's what they there for, you know, but the difference comes in, of course, when the 
them kids not getting paid. So this shit just feels different, bro. It feels like slavery, bro. When you you over there rooting out of your mind in a fuck, bro. They 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 be in a in a in a fever dream, bro. In the, in them stands, bro. The white people be going crazy like they when they okay, could, so give, after when give after the, the game they could see one of these kids in a store and they hold they they put their hands in their pockets and they scared and shit. You know what I'm saying? Because they ain't got their jersey on no more. So, uh, and, and I, I ain't mean to cut you off, but give Good. a visual, you know, because, you know, on my podcast, it's, it's theater of mine. So, take me to a time when you went to an LSU game, because that was actually on my bucket list to go to Death Valley, which is in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. That's where LSU mm-hmm. plays. So, you've been there. I'm, I've, I'm pretty sure you've been to multiple games. So, give me that experience. Set the scene of what it's like. And how bro, did you get to the point that you are right now? It starts before you're at a game, bro. It starts okay. growing up. Seeing all the all, all the license plates, everybody getting ready for the game. The only and then it's nastier in Louisiana because the white folks they try to act like they so cool with you, bro. It's not as blatant. I don't been everywhere around the south. I don't worked in 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 East Texas for the last ten years. I don't I don't been to Mississippi. I don't been to Alabama. It's more blatant. I feel like than in Louisiana. Louisiana white people they call themselves coon asses and. Uh, a lot of white, a lot of people come to Louisiana and they look at white people. They think they mixed or something. No, they just got those, they got those dark ass tans because they're in the swamps. That that sun is hitting off their water and, and and cooking their ass. So a lot of them you can't even tell they white. So they have a certain pride in uh trying to act like they cool with you, bro. They not. I know these people, bro. I grew up with them. They just as vile. Okay, so growing up, oh yeah, it's LSU, LSU, LSU. These niggas hate niggas, bro. Who can we get to go to LSU? The same, the same niggas that, uh, that that they go to these high school games. Like I say, it start early. They go to these high school games, and I'm hearing them in the back of me call somebody a nigga. You know what I'm saying? And then the same breath, they say, "Oh, I hope they go to LSU." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you don't, you don't even vibe. You feel me? So. <laughs> for real that's so, wild that is wild that's vile bro that's vile so that's they, they don't they don't value them as people they value them as entertainment they value them for, for, for what they can do for, for, for their free time watching them play football and get their head beat in you know what I'm saying they're commodities not just to the viewers but to the school so you go to the game you go to the game and you watching these people, they're going out of their mind, bro, cheering for these people, loving these people, wanting to, wanting, to take, wanting to take pictures with them after the game. When, like I said, if they saw them at the store after the game from, from you know, just the back of their head and they got their jersey on uh, and they saw them reaching for a sneakers in the wrong, a sneakers in the wrong way, they probably called the police, bro. So it's just, it's just nasty because I'll have niggas that went to LSU and all on LSU dick saying, oh, you don't feel that way about Alabama, which I hate Alabama too. You don't feel that way about these other schools. The same thing on over there. Cool. But I just watched it here for all my fucking life growing up here and seeing how this shit go. It's different. You feel me? Because that's like, and the reason why it's different because you're from there. So you obviously know how they think on a different level. And two, the fact that you're closer to it, it just, it, I don't don't want to speak for you. I would just speak if it was, if I had to see it because, you know, I'm from South Florida. So it's, there's, there's racism. A lot of the same shit, bro. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not to that level, right? Because we're way more multicultural, right? We have a lot of transplants. We have a lot of Hispanics. We have a lot of Caribbean folk. We have a lot of people that come from all facts of life. So the racism is not that deep. But when I do experience racism, when it's from my city, 
it hurts me because I'm like, bro, you're representing what I'm from, and I don't want people to think that of me and what I represent and how I would. It's to the point, bro, I expect that of them. And I want to say until they show me different, but what would that be? What would that look like? I don't even know. I don't know. Nah, I don't know what I don't know what white alley ship looks like, bro. <laughs> and 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 the crazy part is like you think you got that even in, in my situation, right? Because you know, I have friends who I consider allies, but at the end of the day, when push comes to shove, I don't know what you really gonna do. There you go. You know what I'm saying? So I could only trust you as far as I could throw you, no matter how much I got love for you. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't feel what I feel. You can't feel this this years and centuries of oppression the way I feel it. And at the, some point, I don't even expect you to. Like, mm -hmm. you live a different life. You know what I'm saying? And, and bro, it's so sad. I feel like this turned into a different kind of conversation. But I just, this shit gets me going, bro. And it be nah, so subtle, bro. It be so subtle that even some of the air quotes, I'm, I'm air quoting right now, good ones or air quote allies don't even know when they on some fuck ass shit because it's so ingrained into them and into their culture just to be inherently on some racist shit, bro, that they don't even, they'll say the slickest shit, not even on purpose. You know and what I'm saying? This is why you, this is me being a pro dog. Cause I seen yeah. it, bro. This is, this was, this was all coming back to these quote unquote allies who are these college coaches who you would think would be allies more than anything. All mm -hmm. they are are around black athletes. Black people, ninety percent of the time, they're around more black people than they are their own families. That's the life of a college coach. Yep. But the minute that you saw NIL put powers in the players who are pre predominantly black, it put power in their hands. The transfer portal put power in the players' hands, who again are black. You see these people that you think are allies come out saying slick shit. It's just like, damn, bro, like dabble. Dabble been wilding. Fuck that. Rip. <laughs> Fuck that nigga, bro. I've been a, I've been a Clemson fan since like 07, bro. When Ring and them was over there. So for him to 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 make me just not even like them niggas no more, bro, you know I don't fuck with him. But uh yeah, the the whole NIL thing, that go back to, to good old Saint Nick, bro. I saw him as not straight up an ally, but as one of the one of the good guys. Right, a rider. Like I said, I, I saw him like I saw Coach Pop. Um, which who knows he might be on some bullshit. Like, bro, I don't trust none of these niggas. But I'm just saying, com comparatively, that's mm -hmm. who I compared him to. And um, like you, like 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 I was saying, it's so ingrained that soon as some hat, soon soon as the NIL go 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 live, or soon as the power is in the players' hands, and the more freedom they have, they they start getting antsy. They start saying shit. They start feeling a certain type like, of way. Speaking of uh, Nick Saban, I actually got the quote because, you know, Nick Slavin has been under fire. Nick Slavin! <laughs> Come on, man! Come on, man! So, so people who don't know, Nick Saban was, you know, he was at a booster event in Alabama. He was talking to the boosters, right? And this is where all of these coaches get caught slipping, right? They don't realize that just because you with your people doesn't mean that this ain't getting recorded. So he, the way he talked normally, like he talks to his peoples, the boosters, you know what I'm saying? He was just vibing. He was like, you know what, Jimbo, Texas A&M, they bought all them Negroes, man. You know what I'm saying? He didn't say that. I'm not going to put that. In, but, first, you know, but that's essentially what he said, right? So I have a direct quote. So this is from Nick Saban.
is college football has always created parity for its players and competition. I think every league has its own, whether the NFL salary cap, whatever. Now I think NIL is great for the players. They should have the opportunity to make money. I'm fine with all that. And then there's the number one word, but what do you mean? But there's no, but you can't say, but if we don't maintain some level of parity, you know, we always had the same scholarships, bro. You've won six national championships in 13 years. There's never been parity under your, in your, your tennisship. The fuck you talk about? All right. Hey, so it's just because you don't get the cream of the crop in regards to recruits. Now it's a problem. It's never been parody. It's always been these players getting paid. Instead of it going to somebody, it's going directly to the players. Anybody who's really into college football, they know there's a term. It's called the BM. Not baby mama, guys. Not baby mother. Bag man. <laughs> it's called the okay. bag man. That's the okay. man that you go to who facilitates everything. What do you think happened to Louisville with Rick Patino and Adidas? Them dudes are in jail. What do you think? How do you think? How do you think? Uh, what's his name? DeAndre Ayton got to Kansas because they gave his mama one hundred eighty eighty thousand dollars to go to Kansas. Like, what are y'all? This is old. This is what it is. Yeah, it's just legal now, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what's blowing me about all these coaches, like. Y'all know this. This is they how saving out your acting holier than thou. Like niggas just going to Alabama because it's Alabama. No, it's Alabama. You tell you telling me a nigga like Bryce Young is going to Alabama. Bryce Young is from Southern California. The f what the fuck right. does Alabama got for him? A bag. Hello. <laughs> exactly, bro. And shout out if y'all are here, my my annoying ass fucking dog in the background. Shout out to fucking Fifty, bro. But Maybe yeah, bro. My I, dog, I, I, man. Yeah. A chihuahua, my nigga. Them, oh God, bro. So Spicy as hell. But I want to go back. I want to go back to what you said earlier about go ahead. how they how they how they uh, turned up in front of them boosters, bro. What it is about them, at, like, bro. It all it's it's all uh, secular, bro. It really is. I want to say I hate to compare it to this, but I don't because it's the same shit, bro. I don't give a fuck. At them Trump rallies, bro. He wouldn't really turn up until he was at one of the rallies. He would say some stupid shit. Oh, 100%. He would say some uh -huh. off-putting shit. He would say some nasty shit sometimes in front of the regular mics and the cameras. But when he was at them rallies, hey, he unbuttoned a couple of them buttons. He got loose, and he got crazy, bro. That's when the wild shit came out at them rallies. The crowd gets you hype. Like, you know when, you're, when, it, when you're with your crowd and they hyping you up, like, you like, man, fuck it, dog. Fuck yeah. it, man. I'm off of that Henny right now, man. I don't yeah. give a shit. You know That's what when what's his name I'm, started I'm talking this shit life. too at, at their little yeah. booster rally. Um, who's the coach at AM? Uh, uh Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo. That's when Jimbo started talking yeah. this shit. Now Jimbo. <laughs> so Jimbo Bro, came back. Just going like, the funniest thing about Jimbo Fisher, though, is that he literally called his own press conference. Like, he was like, I'm tired of this motherfucking Nick Saber, bro. Yeah. Like, you're yeah. not gonna talk down on me, bro. He went wild on him, dog. Yeah. He basically spoke to what I just said in regards to the parody, he was like, and to paraphrase Jimbo Frisher, he was like, bro, go look up his past. Look it up. How you think he got all these players to come to Alabama off rip? First year, I think he went nine and five. Next year, he won the national championship. Listen, Nick Saban is great, but I mean, God damn, bro. Like, think about it. Nick Saban has had so many recruits. Alvin Kamara, who is at worst the third best running back in the league, couldn't even get playing time at Alabama because there was too many people above him. Yeah. One of those people was Derrick Henry. 
Yeah, yeah. Derrick Henry and Alvin Kamara at the same fucking time. He showed the like, like, crazy, bro. And uh, uh, think about all these players, bro. Alvin Kamara is from, I think, um, no, Derrick Henry's from Florida. Amari Cooper is from Florida. He's getting people all over the fucking planet, bro. Patrick Sertan is from Florida. And you yeah. telling me they're going to they gonna say fuck UM. They're going to say fuck Florida. They're going to say fuck Florida State. UCF, all these places to go to Alabama. All right. How are they getting there? So bag it's is just, <laughs> the bag is bigger. The bag has always been bigger. Yeah. And I, I just find it to be so annoying. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it's only because the power is with us now. And I'm saying us because when I see these niggas getting the bag, I feel like I'm getting the bag. For sure. And I just, it just, it, it rubs us the wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I do have an issue with the transfer. I kind of go back and forth with it. So transfer portal, I want to get your opinion before I go ahead and, and kick my game. Man, listen, bro. I'm in favor, and me and my partner, we, we both ran track for the same school. He went pro and all that. So he got, he got all the um, perspectives of the whole shit, right? And we done went back and forth about the transfer portal a couple times. He's against it. I'm for it. Just because I just make it simple, bro. Whatever puts more power in these young kids' hands, bro, I'm for it. I'm for it. I see how I could fuck up certain shit. I see how it could um kind of be used in the wrong way. It can be abused. Uh. I, I can see that, but at the end of the day, hey man, whatever puts more power in in these kids' hands, I'm for it. it I think it, it it should be tweaked, uh, a bit, put up maybe a a couple more sanctions in place to make it just uh less wild 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 westish, you know what I'm saying? But all in all, hey man, let them niggas rock, fuck them schools, go you want do what's best for you. That's how I look at it. See, I'm with you. I'm with you. So, ultimately, I'm on the side of the transport portal. Like, my only issue, and I have one issue with the transport portal, I feel like it should just have a right, but this is the problem, and this is where there is a contradiction. Ultimately, I can't even have an issue with having a window as well, because what do they always say that these athletes are? First and foremost. Students. Students. Yeah. They're student athletes. I know me as a student, I'm in college right now. I could just say, you know what? I don't feel like going here no more. I, what can I transfer? What credits can I transfer? And when can I start? If they're students, they should be able to do the same shit. You get the fuck <laughs> up out of it and you ain't got to sit down from learning for no fucking year. Exactly. Go right so to another it, school. The fact that there was a penalty because before, which is why nobody did the transfer, because if you did transfer, you had to sit for a year. Who the fuck is gonna waste a year of their prime? Exactly. And just behind somebody else. Right. If you cool with sacrificing your scholarship, you should have the right that every other student at that fucking school should have. So on one hand, yes, I understand that. And I don't even care about fucking shit up. That is for these coaches to figure out. These figure it out. Six, these are seven-figure motherfuckers. Yeah. Y'all figure it out. I don't care. Don't cry to me. Don't say it makes my job harder. I don't give a fuck. Mm. Stop one. Figure it out. If, if you're cool with sacrificing your scholarship, and that's on you, right? And 
Matter of fact, I think I got some stats, some shit right now, where I think only 54% of football players actually enter the transfer portal, which is a lot because there's a lot of fucking schools. But I think most of that, bro, I think most of that comes from like the uh, mid-major and Juco niggas, huh? I don't think that's that's at the high. It is going on a, a lot on like the high level D1 shit, but a lot of those be at on a on like a lower level, right? Gotta be. Yeah, so I got all the numbers. Now I don't I don't want to because you know it, it doesn't make for good listening to literally just mm-hmm. ramble on a bunch of numbers, but to give an example, right? And we we'll just talk about the SEC. We'll talk about SEC and yeah, fuck it. Just the SEC, because obviously SEC is the most important uh, conference in college football at the moment. So 70% of people who entered the, the transfer portal um, found new schools. 48.8% committed to a Power 5 school. 36% committed to a G5 school. 15% uh, went to a D3 or FCS school. And only 49 remain in the portal. That's really fucking good. Mm-hmm. That's really good. And one of the things that people will always say is, Oh, if you enter the transfer portal, you might not find a place. There's plenty of places to go to. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think people just think spot. about Power Five. Yeah, you're yep. gonna find a line spot. There's only 49 that remain. 49 remain out of the entire SEC. Bro, think about like, think about 73. the pat. Think about the prat that the nigga like Cam Newton had, bro. Niggas just think about the 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 Auburn Cam Newton. Nah, this nigga was at Florida, fucked up, went to uh, was that school in Texas? Hein her whatever the fuck. I don't remember what it was, but I know he went that, to a, he went to a JUCO. That school, that school around Houston, went to that JUCO, then went to uh, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's a lot of it's a lot of kids with that with that type of story. It might not be on the fuck up side of things, but uh I, I know a couple kids mentally, they wasn't there, bro. Underperformed, got got put on the second, third string, and was like, all right, cool, I'm out of here. Got their mind right, went to a JUCO, went to another school. Hooped, transferred again, up out of there. Went to a bigger school. Went to the league, bro. You know you you gotta you gotta maneuver around that shit, and that's that's what I like about it—the maneuverability around this shit. It's a lot of guys we probably would have never heard of if the transfer portal ain't been working like it been working these last couple of years, bro. Well, they wouldn't even have the opportunity. Think about it, right? And this is one of the arguments that people will always say. They'll be like. Oh, don't think about the outliers. You got to think about the majority. I don't give a fuck about the out, the majority. Actually, I do, but I don't. I don't want to. I don't want it to come out that wrong that that way. But at the end of the day, you're saying don't think about the outliers. That's the whole point. Is the outliers? Think if about we're talking it, about Joe the majority Burrow. that matters, bro. The majority is staying where they at. They're not even going <laughs> exactly. in the transfer portal. We're talking about the majority. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Think about the outliers. Think about the careers that we wouldn't have seen if it wasn't for the transfer portal and the new yep. rules. We wouldn't have had that 2019 season with Joe Burrow. Uh, newsflash, he was at Ohio State. For whatever reason, they thought that, that for, for whatever reason, that Great coach point. said that, that uh, who was, uh, and he just passed. All right, rest in peace. Dwayne Haskins. Um, the coach of Ohio State said that Joe Burrow was not a better quarterback than Dwayne Haskins. How ridiculous does that sound, right? Yeah. And not to be rude, obviously it's not take away. We, and at the time, passed, he probably wasn't. Yeah, but that that that's a that's an example of a nigga that went get his mind right, got right, went to another school because he's like, hey, I'm better than this. Instead of sitting behind a nigga for three years, bro, rotten, rotten on the bench. When it comes to the wide receiver room, Jamison Williams, Alabama, he couldn't out, he couldn't beat Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. He went to Alabama. 
and he became a better wide receiver. If he didn't get hurt, he would have been the first wide receiver drafted. Yeah. Like, think about Baker Mayfield. Yes, we we know what Baker Mayfield is in the NFL now, but he he went on to win a Heisman Trophy. Yep. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts went from if he stayed at Alabama, he wouldn't even got drafted. Yep. He went to Oklahoma and became a second round pick. Like, yes, the outliers matter. So yeah. it matters. <laughs> like, and it's probably a lot. There's uh, so many more stories on a smaller level, but just success stories than the ones you're naming right now, bro. I feel like it's not so much of an outlier as we think it is. I feel like it happens it's a not. lot. It's not. So. Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Kirby Smart thought that the white boy was a better quarterback than Justin Fields. Justin Fields yeah. said, fuck you. I'm going to Ohio State. Like, there's so many examples that I could give you, right? So don't. Don't don't use the argument, oh, those are just the outliers. Yes, it has to be an opportunity to create more outliers. Look how many people I just named recently, just off the top. That's not one or two or three. There's a lot of people, so there's a lot of value. I just only the only thing is I feel like there should be a time window, but at the same time, if you say they are students and they're student first, athlete second, then they should have the same rules in freedoms that every single you know what bro has. that's a great point i never even thought about that before i never heard that point before even so that's some good shit right there I didn't, that's the point know. that they never want to make right they never yeah. want to acknowledge they only acknowledge that they're students when it's convenient right so like i hear a lot of people in regards to the nil we'll take it back nil but not gonna get too fixated we're just gonna talk about the finances right um and i don't know who, if your people listen to it one of my favorite podcasts to listen to is Bob mark jones one of the smartest black men that you can find in America, right? I fuck with so, him because he stay, he, he shout out Louisiana a lot, so that's my guy. He didn't he, no, he, he fucked around with, right? them, with them with them yellow women down there. <laughs> but he said something that I I never and it, it's crazy. I never even thought about this. Right? He was saying that a lot of people who are against these kids making money, saying, "Oh, like your boy Dabo." One of the one of the dumbest things that I've ever heard Dabo say is, "Oh, well, if they make money, then they got to worry about taxes." So. And Bomani Jones said, okay, why don't you put them in? He was like, you are at a school that has a business school. Put them in the business school. Give them electives. Teach them about finances. Before they even get the big, big bag, they'll be, they'll be equipped for, to handle big, that. Big bag. Yeah. Before you get the big, big bag, you have these resources right behind you. You're at a fucking college. They never use that point because they never even thinking about that. They're not truly thinking about the betterment for these kids. I'm going to be real. And I don't care what age you are, bro. Because when I was in high school, I was a little sharper than that, bro. So I don't know what nigga in their right mind would go and want to play for a nigga like Dabo Sweeney, bro. Honestly. <laughs> honestly. You could say because they just want to get to the league and they're young. It's like, nah, bro. When I was 16, 17, 18, I was way more militant and sharper, sharper than that. To know that I do not want to go play for this nigga, bro. I don't know what all these other niggas thinking, but I'm hoping they thinking what I would be thinking. Hell no, boy. And hopefully that would send that that would that would send a a wave throughout all of college football, just like Dion doing right now, bro. What Dion doing right now is huge. I'm telling you, right? we gonna look back 100%. on this in ten or twenty years and be like, wow, that Dion did it, bro. Hopefully. Hopefully, but no, I think it I will. I think so. I think so. I think so. And 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 I want to show love, and I want to keep it a buck, right? I we've argued on my podcast with you know, what I'm saying my boy Gerson, you know, he's been a proponent. He's been saying like, "Yo, we need to get these black athletes to go to these HBCUs." And I always used to say, "I'm like, I understand 
But that is a big ask of these 18-year-old kids to go out there and be Malcolm X or go out there to be Martin Luther King in the sports sense, right? Standing for something. Be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you feel me? You know what I'm saying? Who used to be Al, Al, uh, Al-Star Cinder and say, you know what, I'm going to change my name. I'm, I'm going to follow the Muslim way. Kareem, stand for something. It's hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard, especially when they didn't grow up in that area. When you, if you're an athlete now, you're not really thinking about the whole racism and shit like that. You look thinking about two things. Ball and hoes. So, <laughs> it's a yeah. different era, right? And I, I, I've always maintained that, you know what I'm saying? And even when Dion went to Jackson State, I was like, it's cool, you know what I'm saying? But I don't know what it's actually going to do. Boom, what happened? Eddie George is coaching at HBCU now, you know what I'm saying? That's why I was going to um, go with it, bro. I, I agree with you with that whole thing because that's, that's been something that I've been talking about for years, bro. For years. I remember not, you know, I, I like to go into the tangent and shit, bro. My bad. But no, I remember, I remember back in on on live back in the day like live 08 live 09 when i knew i was gonna just be a track nigga i basically gave up on football and shit and, and basketball right i'll be making my characters and shit when they say what college you went to i would always put southern or i might switch it up i'll put grambling you know what i'm saying just like just imagining like bro that would be so crazy if a nigga from from a from a hbcu uh, fucked around and made a run in attorney and went crazy like a number one nigga went to the league. Like, I'm thinking about that shit way back then. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, this has always been something I thought about and, and thinking about how HBCUs want, uh, would be back on top. And being back from Louisiana, I heard the stories about Graham back in the day when they was going to Alabama beating the fuck out them niggas and uh, Bear Bryant saying, yo, we got to get us some niggas, bro. Yeah, exactly. It's not going to work. We got to exactly. get us some of them. That's that's a, that's some real spill. I I've talked to the uh to the to the to the old ground players. One of my coaches went to ground and, and was on some of them uh Eddie Robinson teams, bro. So I'm knowing it 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 was crazy. They had to go get some niggas. They couldn't compete. And then boom, they see that, and then the money started coming in, and now niggas just they they just going to these schools because of the money, bruh. And then Nick Saban want to turn around and say, oh, because it's not a level playing field. I mean, because it's a level playing field. Nah, do I, nah get the fuck out of here, bro. I love it. The they see the revolution happening in college football. That's what right. it is. And, 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 the, and the thing is, is because, because of the NIL, that gives these that gives a reason for these kids to say, you know what, I can go to an HBCU, right? And even then, like, these HBCUs will never compete with these Power Five when it comes to money, right? We know that, right? But, um... Could, hey, if if you keep going like it's going, it's possible. But right, right depending on who it is. It, 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 it depends on who actually goes to the school, right? Because it, it, it needed to take a Dion to mm-hmm. break that door to say, you know what, it's cool to go to an HBCU because... These kids did not grow up with HBCUs. They don't know about them, right? They don't, there's nobody to, if you don't have somebody in your family that's like a direct, a direct relative who you see all the time, you have no concept of that. I'll, I'll, I'll give it up right now. I went to college in Tallahassee, right? So Rod, I'm, uh, my co-host, he went to Florida State. Um, one of my best friends, he went to family. And I went to Tallahassee Community College, right? So we all were, we had the full Tallahassee experience. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand back then initially what made HBCUs, HBCU so great. When I went to FAMU, and this is no shade against FAMU, this is just my thought process back then, I saw how it looked. I'm like, 
the fuck? Why would I want to come here, bro? This shit look like a jail, nigga. Y'all see Florida State, nigga? That shit look A1, man. What? Put me over there. And that's not your fault, bro. You're telling the truth. They just don't yes. have the money and the resources to... That's exactly. not that's not your fault. That's not their fault. That just it is that's what it is. And that's and that was the point I used to always tell Gerson. I'm like, bro, like if you go to these campuses, like if I go to L- Alabama and then I go to whatever the HBCU is in Alabama, the, the the adjacent, I'm looking at these million dollar Nike gloves, million dollar equipment. I got a barber. Literally, Alabama has a barbershop in the training facility, bro. Mm-hmm. Like giant flat screen TVs. These kids are impressionable. What are they going to do? What are they naturally going to do? It didn't take me, it took me till my third year in Tallahassee to where I saw the beauty in these HBUs. It's not about the shit that's on the outside. It's about the people that come together to go to these places. You can't, you can't recreate that kind of culture. It's, there's, it's, it's, it's nothing like it. And I got that's a partner. Go to HBCU. Go ahead. I got a partner a couple of days ago he was responding to something else on Twitter. But basically what he said was when it came to the whole Dion thing, he was like, yo, you can't, you can't be culture at the end of the day. You can't. At all. You can't. It's just, it's, it's just different. And I'm guilty as hell, bro. Like I said, coming out of colleges, I'm getting letters from, from, from all kinds of schools. Southern and Gramlin was knocking my door down, bro. Like I said, I had a coach went to Graham. He trying to push me over there to Graham. Half my family went to Southern. My little sister go to Southern right now. Like we, it's big in our family, right? My grandfather uh was a professor at Southern for for twenty years, right? So they they trying to push me, nigga. I had my nose so high in the fucking air, but I ain't going no fucking Southern. Southern, <laughs> Southern. Like my band was a big. I mean, my school, my high school was a big band school, right? Yeah. Half my class went to Southern just to be in a fucking band. You know that's just that's just what it was down there. I ain't going to no Southern. What? Bro, to this day, I wish I would have went to Southern, bro. To this day, all that, all that I've accomplished, all the people that I've met, all the, all the shit that I've been through, all of my experiences, would never trade them in the, in the, in the world, except if I would have went to Southern, bro. Real shit. And that's for me, that's saying a lot because I'm a nigga that don't regret nothing. I wish I would have went to Southern. To and this that's day. the thing. You have that perspective. These kids, they don't know it. They don't know what they don't know, right? Yeah. And it's going to, and I bet you there's so many kids. I've heard people that were in the NFL, that's in the NFL right now that went to major schools who said, damn, I wish I would have went to an HBCU. Because if you go to a school that has an HBCU right down the street, you're like, damn, it's way more lit. I feel more comfortable here. These are actually my people, right? But it, it's just different when, when you talk, when, you, when you're thinking at athletics, bro. Um, Almost now it's hard to, all the way say, hey, man, give the HBCUs a chance. That Even now, it's hard for me to look a kid in his eye that could go to any school you want and tell him to go to HBCU, bro. HBCU, bro. The opportunities, the, the coaching staff, the facilities. That's why I like what Dion doing. Dion is kind of taking a piece of that and then planting it, boom, right there at, at Jackson State. You have the all-star coach. You have the all-star coaching staff. They're upgrading their facilities as we speak. He's making it happen because he knows what it takes to get these recruits coming over here. And then on top of that, you add the culture. When they really get the money to upgrade the facilities and, and put these type of coaching staffs in place, it ain't no fucking with them. And that's what Nick Saban sees. He sees it happening live time. It ain't no beating coach. That's why he's out here lying to talking about uh, Lil Jackson State gave one kid a million dollars, bro, from where? A million dollars. And Come Travis on, Hunter Cut it out, Twitter bro. Said, I got a million dollars, but my mama is in a is in a three bed apartment with five kids. Really? Come on, son. <laughs> Cut it out. 
You know what I'm saying? And you bring a good point. And that's ultimately why I still maintain what I say now. Like, I would tell a kid, go to a major school and then use what you have acquired to give back to the HBCU. Helping that way, right? Instead yeah. of regretting that you never got a chance to go and you should have went. No, you did the right thing because you, and it's just, and it's, it's just a fact. You're going to get better nutrition. You're going to get better training. You're going to get better coaching at these places. If, if your goal is to get to the highest level, go to where you have the best chance to get that. Just use what you've acquired to give back to these other places. You know what I'm saying? To build those things up because they could use it. You know what I think will have the biggest impact? College basketball, bro. Because college basketball is in this weird but great kind of place where niggas is doing whatever for that year after high school, bro. They doing whatever. Got niggas like Jalen Green going to now. I love what they doing with, with the G League. The G League has like a program where niggas ain't got to go to college. You go to the yeah, G League for, for, for a year. They giving niggas courses on how to handle their money, get their mind right, therapy sessions, and uh, preparing them for the league and all that. That's probably the best thing right now, honestly. But you have that. You got niggas going overseas for a year. Uh, you got niggas going to different different uh, schools for a year, like HBCUs you got and shit like that. Doing shit. They doing nothing. But they chilling out. And and guess what? Their stock doesn't go down, which is beautiful at all. They stock not going down. If you that nigga coming out of high school, stay in shape, do your thing, keep your tape fresh, and you're good. You're good. So what I want to see is a class of. McDonald's All Americans or whatever, about three of them. Like, like Duke be getting a whole class of these one and done ass niggas. Get about three of them, bro. A class like that to go to HBCU. Them niggas band together and say, hey, man, fuck these niggas. We finna go over here and thuck it for a year. You know what I'm saying? Soak, soaking, soaking a little culture. Stay right. And then we go into the league and watch them niggas succeed. That will change the entire landscape of everything, bro. I'm telling you, if it's, if it's successful, if it's mildly successful, these niggas stay 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 uh healthy and still go lottery, bro. Still go first round. That's a success. If something like that could happen, I think that's easier in basketball. Football, it's a for one, you got to stay more years. It's, it's a chance uh knock on wood and they get hurt, whatever. Basketball, that shit could happen, bro. And it don't take that many niggas in basketball to fill up a whole fucking, you know what I'm saying? These three niggas make a running attorney or whatever. Like, come on, bro. That's a, that's a story. And these other kids gonna no, see that. They gonna do it, same type it of really shit. doesn't take because in basketball, bro, if you have two real raw niggas, bro, you can there win. You go because <laughs> little known secret about college basketball: a lot of these niggas is ass. <laughs> like college basketball, <laughs> like, better yeah. than you and me. They much better than the average nigga, one hundred percent. But on average, a lot of them niggas is ass, bro. So yeah. you get two dope at so all these little niggas out, out of high school come out of just merch shit. Yeah. Bro, Zion by himself could have took one of them motherfuckers to the to the, to the fucking <laughs> SC tournament, bro. He could take any HBCU he wanted, bro. But you know what, man? Let's not indoctrinate, and that's something that I'm known for on my podcast, completely butchering words, bro. So I be trying to use words that I can't fucking use. <laughs> but let's switch gears, man. Let's, okay. let's take it to what you are, the other thing that you're known for, bro, which is gaming, streaming, saying what's going on with you in your personal life, how everything going, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, where we left in the the last episode, or the title of the the episode that we did on my podcast, it was called "Black Gamer Matter," right? And I think you were actually my first, the first guest I had on that series, right? So okay. it was either you or it was either Smitty Chew, and I don't know if you know Smitty. Uh, I, I think I heard the name. 
You probably yeah. heard the name. So I know it was either one of y'all, but I believe it was you. And I think you were the first person I had on that. So Black Gamers Matter, bro. So um, where we left off, um, just like we said, we predicted or we saw what was going on with NIL. We saw what was going to go on with Twitch. For sure. We, me, me, you know me, I'm not into that. I'm still confused. You know, I feel like an old head. Like, I, I, I gotta let y'all niggas have that. Right. Yeah. But we talked about its potential. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to lie to you, bro. This shit has quadruple million times exceeded what I even imagined. And we knew it was going to sure. go. And it went even farther, bro. So how's been the experience on Twitch these past three years since you really got into it and got fully invested into the, the platform? I'm be honest with you, bro. And this might be very anticlimactic, but I'm the least active streaming and just engaging in the whole Twitch thing in general more now than ever, bro. And more recently <laughs> than ever, honestly. Um, it's reasons for that. Uh, for one, I think I hit my peak interest of it probably around the time I was talking to you, bro. Because it, it, was, it was way before that. But um, yeah, I I, I kind of so here's the thing. I'm always on the road, right? I work on the road. Right. I'm always on the road. So I basically kind of got to rely on hotel internet, bro. My schedule changes a lot for work, and I could never come up with a consistent schedule. Gotcha. So, and that's very important with the streaming shit. You you gain an audience. Audience expects you to be on at six every day, every other day, Monday, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. They don't see you there. You're like, okay, I don't know when to, you know, it, it, you become iffy. Consistency is a lot, like we talked about earlier. Super important in the shit. I could never gain any consistency, bro. After a while, it becomes frustrating. And also, after a while, I just don't. I don't think I game as much as I used to, bro. Like I'm not as interested in the in the games that's out right now, so I literally don't game as much. Cause like it it it, it was a point where uh I wasn't streaming as much, but I was still on the game. Now, nigga, I be chilling. Like I'm not even on the game as much. So uh, that's kind of where I'm at with it. And I don't I don't even watch as many streams. I used to you know watch some streams here and there. Watch my niggas. A lot of my niggas don't stream no more. That's a huge thing to do with it. Like, the people I started streaming with, my quote-unquote class of streamers I came in with, them niggas not even really at it no more. Uh, and I don't know. It's, I don't want, I don't want to, <laughs> niggas be saying I'm a hater, bro. I don't want to shit on yeah, other bro, people, bro. It's just, it's not in a place where I even want to collab with niggas like that, bro. <laughs> niggas is weird, bro, honestly. That shit was super anticlimactic, bro. You was not playing, dog. You wasn't expecting that, though. He about to tell me about this whole dream and shit. Nah, my nigga. I be chilling, actually. You know what, though? Nah, you know what, though? This is a good way to diverge the conversation because it actually gives me an opportunity to take it to another place right now. I don't know how involved you are cards to keeping up with other streamers like you say you don't follow streamers like that because you don't have the time but i wanted to talk about the politics quit right now that i don't know how fully invested you are you can again, again me i'm an outsider i'm outsider looking in i can't really speak to it but i'm on twitter i follow a lot of black twitch streamers and, and there's always some bullshit going on 
Yeah, so there's some bullshit going on. And I just see a collective frustration from the black streamers because they ultimately feel like when it when it comes to all of these apps, right? Whether it's Instagram, TikTok especially, and Twitch, the black creators, the people who create culture, create the vibe, are never actually credit um credited the way they are. And you're just always left to the wayside. You feel me? And I always see that from these Twitch, black Twitch um, streamers, which is the main reason why I never ever gave a fuck to even get into it. Cause I'm like, I see all my contemporaries, all my black people just pissed at this. And it's just like another, another system that is not really designed for us to actually get to the top. You know, you got your ones or twos, you got your barefoot contestants or whatever the hell fucking name is. I don't know, no disrespect to her, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? You got your, yeah. you got your Sinju XL, them niggas, bro. But for the most part, bro, it ain't really for us, dog. So that perspective, go ahead. To piggyback uh, over that. So when it comes to that, uh, here's the thing. Twitch not for us, bro. It's not. Uh, I think that's Twitch is one of those places that is so defined by male Caucasians that it's hard to really make a dent in that bitch. Not to be, not to make no excuse or nothing, but especially for a nigga like me. Unless you already have a heavy footprint in something like YouTube. You're coming from YouTube. Like, um, what's the niggas that be doing all them skits and shit? RDC World? Yeah, yeah RDC niggas. World, yeah. Or a nigga like Academics. Or some of these other niggas that's that already grinded and, and did their thing on YouTube and come over and fuck with Twitch, it's gonna go. But if you're like an upstart nigga on Twitch, if anybody listen to this, you can feel played if you want. I'm just being honest, bro. Your ceiling is maybe like 130, 150 concurrent viewers, bro. Like that's what I've seen. I'm I'm saying my for my observation, bro. Like, that's the poppinest niggas in this quote-unquote black Twitch shit, which is great. That got to be, like, top motherfucking 5% probably on yeah, Twitch sure. if you're pulling in those type of viewers. Think about it. If you're in a room and 130 niggas is looking at you, that's great. That ain't nothing to make no living off of. That ain't nothing to... Let's say, let's say 15% of these niggas are, are sub to you. That's a five dollar sub, which is really two fifty. Twitch taking fifty percent off the top per month. Like you, you. My point is, you. It's nothing to live off of. See what I'm saying? Uh, and I think that's another. That's another reason. Going back to this, why? Not that I said it's not worth it, because I still stream from time to time. I've been streaming this week. This is the first time I'm streaming consistently, but I, I still stream. It's not like I'm saying, oh, uh, I'm not streaming anymore. That's not. That's not the case. Oh, I'm not trying anymore. That's not the case. I'm just saying I definitely don't take it as seriously because yeah. I look at it somewhere where it's like, bro, not that I'm wasting my time, but I'm a realist, bro. I'm an optimist, too. I'm an optimist, but I'm a realist at the same time. Yeah, but you just had to recal you had to recalibrate your expectations. You know For sure. Yeah. For sure. You had to recalibrate it. Like, that's that's what happened with me in the podcast. <laughs> like, I came in this shit like, ooh, I'm finna be Joe Button. Then I, I, I 
I realized everything that went into Joe Button becoming what it is now. It's just different. I don't know the fact that he was already a, a celebrity. He already had a YouTube channel called Joe Button TV with him and Tahiri for years. So he had a built-in. Bro, he had, he had that. He was on high, He was on the hottest uh, radio show in the world before Breakfast Club in New York, the biggest city in the world, the biggest country. You know what I'm saying? He did that with Star for years. He did the love of hip-hop. It's a lot. Uh, it's a lot academic. that goes into success, bro. Exactly. Um, it's it's about time and it's about who you know and it's about having that built-in platform, right? So and sure. and you just you just hit it on the head. All the reasons why I never was like, you know what, I'm gonna get into Twitch. Just above all the, you know, I don't feel like it's for black people shit. Again, with you, I don't game at all anymore, bro. I used to, you know, saying y'all niggas might be mad at me, bro. You could call me a scalper or whatever, blah blah blah. But I was making my money flipping PS5s. I was hustling, bro. I was flipping yeah. these things like hotcakes, hot nigga. You know what I'm saying? I got one upstairs right now. That shit don't even get turned on. It gets turned on for an hour a night to play Call of Duty Rebirth, bro. That's it. Cause I ain't even good enough to go in the main field, bro. Like I need to, I need to. Come nah, I be back going down to Rebirth, bro. I done seen it. It be going down to Rebirth <laughs> for sure. So I'm on, I'm on resurgent. You know what I'm saying? I, you kill me. I, I'm, I, you know, that's what I do. So, like, I'm not excited by games coming out. The only game that I'm even interested in is the new God of War. Everything else, and I know there's a lot of heat, bro. Like Elden Ring. I know Elden Ring is heat. Boy, I was Elden Ring took my life that. for two months, boy. <laughs> for real, I know it's heat, but it's just like I just haven't got around to getting anything, bro. So I just, I don't, I don't know if it's because I have so many different things pulling me. Or whatever, because I used to be a big gamer. I just I don't have the passion for it. And then on and, top of the fact that, yeah, go ahead. No, I was I was just finna add to what I was saying, and I think that it's not that the audience not there, bro. So I'm gonna give you another little story. Recently, well, not recently, but like within the last year, like well, no, like around um quarantine time, right? I was looking at different cat. Like Twitch got so much shit, bro. Super dope, super dope. Uh platform but i was kind of looking through their directory and they have a music category right so during quarantine it's still niggas uh doing that now that i follow now that i follow way back then but they still own it every day but it's like these twitch dj ass niggas bro they be mixing that shit doing their dj thing like live on twitch they got their whole setup and they and they uh they be doing their thing and i didn't realize how many like middle age like black women and black people be on that shit because it's like niggas like they playing frankie beverly and maze like it's some older got the pepper in their beards like yeah, older sure. 40 50 year old niggas you know them them djs that be like uh doing your auntie birthday and shit like that like them type of niggas so but i'm clicking i'm just just being curious the curious nigga that i am i'm clicking the people names in chat and i'm looking at the avis i'm like hold on she look like she could be my auntie oh she look like she <laughs> I'm like, where the hell did they find Twitch at? So I'm like, where did these niggas actually, I don't know, it gets confusing when, well, interesting when, I'm like, okay, did they come from Facebook with this nigga? Like, are they here for him? Or are they just on the platform looking for shit? That's where it gets interesting. Because what I was about to say was, when I and I kind of caught myself and went to that, that story is, the audience isn't there, bro. But like I say, maybe it is. When when you have the biggest creator, and not the biggest, biggest, but the average big black creator, averaging what I said earlier, what I notice is 
most of the people that's fucking with them, supporting them at every stream is other creators. You're not, you can't prosper like that. It's great to have that support. You know what I'm saying? That's great. But to really prosper, you need that coming from different places of groundswell of support from the platform itself. See what I'm saying? That's why you got to be into the YouTube. You got to be into TikTok to kind of centralize all that when you do your Twitch streams. All right? But Twitch itself doesn't, I don't think, has the has that audience. Except, like I say, but I when I saw that, that kind of fucked me up. I'm like, shit, maybe they do. Because where these, where, where Lorraine, that's 37 from Detroit, where she, where she found Detroit? I mean, where she found Twitch from? So I don't know. It gets interesting. Okay, so I... You explaining that, I have a theory. Again, I'm not no data scientist. I'm okay. not no data analyst, right? So, but you were just explaining that. What I think, I think two things are right. I think both points are right. I think that Twitch doesn't have the audience, but Twitch has the potential audience if there's a reason for the audience, if that makes sense, right? So not like YouTube, not like, uh, Instagram, not like Facebook, not like WhatsApp, right? And a lot of people, this is a misconception. People think that Twitter is very, like, popping. It's not. It's only popping. Like, if you're on Twitter, you think it's the most important app. It's not even, it's, I think it was like 9 for 10 most used app in the world, or whatever, right? For sure. But those different apps, Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp, and uh, YouTube, those are things where there's always a reason to be on. So you don't need a specific person to follow to log into, right? Like, if you're not on Twitch, why the fuck would I log in to Twitch? I have no other reason to be on there. Good point. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, I'm going to be on there because I could literally look at anything. That's why I say and the I discover, discoverability is. is trash. Like, you don't even know what you're looking for. They do have tabs now, and they just started that, like, last year where you could go into a game or you could go into a category in a directory and there's tabs that say okay black and they'll only show you black creators or African American African American, whatever. They have that too where you could click that and all the niggas will pop up. But before that they didn't even have that. So if you're going through Twitch, like you said, you only seeing niggas that you already follow. Unless you're in a directory of a specific game and you're going down, you go all the way to the bottom and you see a nigga like you know what I'm saying? Like and I've done that before exactly. just to find a black a black person before they had the tabs and shit. So that's the problem with Twitch, the discoverability in the first place, unless you're in these certain circles and, and, and rubbing it, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's to get to get found on there. That's why people misconstrued it. It's clicky. I don't think it's clicky. I think that's just how shit has What's to be clicky? done. What does that mean? What, people, that like, people, that people like on some high school shit, bro, which it can be. But I don't think that's what it is in general. Oh, oh bro, this, I'm my bad, bro. When you... I, I just thought that was like a, a like a, a clicky, like with a mouse clicky. clicky. <laughs> nah, but nah, you meant nah, like clicking up, got you, got like you, clicking, got up. You, clicking up, yeah. Uh, got you, uh, got you. Which which that happens, but I think in in any social group or any social setting that happens, people find like minded people, and okay, that's what I'm rocking with. And um, some groups might have more air quote more popular people than other people, and the people that's on the outside say, oh, they clicking up, they like they stopping your success or something. They not. It's just they they got shit going over on over there, but people will see that and they'll be writing this that okay, let me go fuck with them because they got the motion going. Let me get my name in rotation and people will come over here. And that's really how it works, honestly. That's really how it works. Like, okay, 
you'll have a group of niggas over here, right? And let, let me let me give you a glimpse for 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 you and people that that's not that familiar with Twitch. You have a group over here. Let's say I, I click on uh on on Lampy's. I got a lamp right here. I click on I click on Lampy's stream, right? Lampy has person one, two, three, and four in their stream. Okay, person one, two, three, and four. Well, in their in their chat, and and they and they're playing with two other people, right? Person one, two, three, and four stream also. The two people that they're playing with stream also. I click later on tomorrow. I follow all these people. I click on so and so's name tomorrow. The person that was streaming and person two, three, and four go be in the chat also. Plus the people that they were chatting with, like, and, and they gonna fuck with each other. So if I'm a new streamer, I'm saying, okay, I like these people. I want to fuck with them. And you get in with them, you're gonna get those audience, those that group of people. And I think that's what people think about when they say it's so clicky. That's just kind of how life works, honestly. But that's, that's how it is. Works, that huh? that's the yeah. discoverability cycle of Twitch. And but it'll be another group where it's a whole different group of people and they doing the same thing, but it'll be pockets pockets of that, right? It's like tables in the lunchroom, bro. But that's how it goes. Some tables are bigger than others. And niggas might feel a way about that. That's just how it goes. They grinding, they doing their thing. But unfortunately, that's how it works. Cause unfortunately for me, because I don't fuck with a lot of niggas, bro. But uh Nah, uh, um perfect example, right? So, you know, I don't you probably know them or you don't, but I know if you have younger listeners, who's ever the, the young crew, right? Uh, I think it's called AMP, right? That's a perfect example. Those are all the niggas who were streaming 2K and they just decided to make a whole group. So that's Them 2K agent zero. That's, they, that's a whole other animal group. of his own. Yeah, yeah. 2K yeah. and the, and, the, and, the R, and the GTA RP niggas. That's a whole different world, boy. But yeah, don't you be. So that's what it was, and and yeah. if you look at all of their individual YouTube channels, every yeah, I, one of them that's what I was about to say. Stuff. Okay, they yeah. all popping, but guess what? YouTube, right? Exactly. Exactly. There you go. No, think about it, right? So, um, Speed, right? Speed is one of the bigger. Like he's like eighteen, nineteen, whatever. He's a kid, but he's huge platform, right? And most people think he got popping on on Twitch. No, started on Twitch. He put his clips on YouTube. It went crazy on YouTube. And then those people who saw him on YouTube came back to Twitch. So, and, and, and that's not to discourage anybody, right? The reason why we're just highlighting that, me and you, is to give people that realistic expectation that they just see these people with these all these crazy numbers, chat going crazy, chat going crazy, like, oh, shit, I could probably do that too. No, there is a reason why they got to that point. And it wasn't really actually because of Twitch. It was because of the marketing from an outside source that brought these people to Twitch. You got to grind. You you got to diversify your portfolio to put it in different terms, for sure. 100%, man. But um, let's leave the, the gaming alone, man. Let's just go ahead and wrap up the show and just get up with you. How you doing? How's everything, bro? What's popping, big, big dog? Bro, listen. I tell people all the time with me, and I that's, that's not something I just be saying, bro. I really mean it. I'm I'm in a place, and I've been here for for a few years now, where it's never too up, it's never too down, bro. I found a, a nice pocket for myself where I'm good, regardless. I'm I'm good regardless of my situation, regardless of my surroundings. Regardless of my environment, regardless of my circumstances, I find a spot in myself where I'm good, bro. A lot of people don't like it. A lot of people might call it selfish. 
No, I got people that have been knowing me for years saying, yo, what's, what's, what's up with you? What's a, I'm good. I found it in myself. I'm all I need, bro. Once people figure that out, everything else positive in your life is just an addition. It is it it, it makes your show it makes your your shit go up. And anything that's not for you and anything subtracting for that, you'll you'll realize it right away. Cause you know what you want for yourself. So it's easier to to realize, okay, that's some bullshit right off the boom. I'm good on you. And I feel bad about it all. No bad intentions, no beef. I'm good. I don't need that. So um all in all, not not to get not to get on no uh moon rock shit on you, but yeah, bro, that's that's just that's just what I've been on, bro. I'm 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 always alright. Cause like I, I saw a tweet today that say, uh, niggas niggas conversations be crazy, cause the the wildest shit can happen. And once they realize they're not dead, they be clowning and shit, bro. That's how I am, bro. I'm good. I'm alive. I'm blessed, bro. It's up. Um, in regards to what I got going on, bro. Uh, I'm still trying to, and I I know it's crazy, cause I kind of been at it for a couple years now. Still trying to find my stride and exactly what I want to do with SMG and a podcast and different shows and different shit that I want to do, different type of content. Uh, I hope that me and you can find a lane and do more shit like this, bro. Cause I fucks with you. I fuck with your vision. I fuck with your with your mic control. You know all that, bro. Like uh, you really that nigga, bro. Not to not to be on your dick or nothing. So I, I really want to get into uh, doing shit and, and not with you, just with you, but collaborating with like-minded niggas, which is hard to yeah, find in sure. this space, honestly. Sure. Right. So let me give you, let me give you a little personal story in regards to me. Right. So I have a friend and, and he's the person I look up to the most. Um, it's a good friend of mine, Tim, right? I mentioned him on, on the podcast because he's a felon with the jail, did a bid came back and he became an entrepreneur. You know what I'm saying? And he one of them dudes that he just can't accept. He can't accept you saying, I don't know how to do it. That don't make sense to him, right? He's one of those dudes. And find this a way. Is a hood nigga, right? He going to find a way. He going to figure it out. But the reason why he going to figure it out is because he's going to put himself in the situation. He's not afraid to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And he knows that the only way to learn Whatever it is, no matter what you're doing, the only way to learn is to just put your, just dive in that fucking ocean, right? He jumped out the feds, opened up his own tattoo shop. Didn't know how to fucking tattoo. I seen some of his first tattoos, awful, terrible. No I shit. would not, you couldn't, bro. He tried to start on. And it was like, yo, I want a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> There's some tattoos that he thought was the hottest shit, and I'm like, bro, that. Hey, Could the nigga you know at least draw? Kill my nigga character, bro. No, could not draw nothing. He, bro, that's real. He literally, he just. He just <laughs> That's real as fuck. <laughs> he jumped out the fence. He had the idea. He was like, I'm gonna open my own tattoo shop. I'm, I'm gonna be it because that's what he wanted to do. He opened up his own tattoo shop. And then he just put money into the promotion. People came and he got better and better at tattooing, right? Like he became a full fledged tattooer. Like, oh, is he the best amazing. still? No. You're right. Is he the best still? No, right? But he figured it out. And then he's like, you know what? I wanna do grills now. And this is before, like, like it, grills has always been hard, you know, and and and, and especially in South Florida, like you, like, you in Louisiana before you know, before right? that third wave of grills, before Bryson Tiller in them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so when people yeah. think of grills, they think of Johnny Dang, they think of Paul Wall, like all that shit, like the yeah, diamonds yeah. and all that. No, we talk about legit gold. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Twenty four carat, seventeen carat, eighteen carat, like real gold, and and that's something big down here, like. It's not, it's like a stamp of approval. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's 
Niggas be slugged up. Gold, because it's what it is, right? It's a dunk and a and a gold grill. It's not just it's 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 like a rollie to us. It's our version of a rollie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's very important. You. He was like, you know what? I want to, I want to, I want to make my, I want to own a grill shop. Okay. <laughs> hey, I guess. What did he do? He learned how to, he figured out how to do mold. He did this shit from the bottom. He learned how to, he learned how to make them. He learned how to melt them. He learned how to uh, put them shits together. Of course, he fucked up so many grills, bro. Shit popped up, holes in them, all kinds of shit. But he wasn't afraid to be uncomfortable. And now he has two businesses, right? And then the money that he used from both of those businesses, he got in crypto, right? And this is to get to where we are now. He hit me up. He was like, he been blowing me up, right? And sometimes I feel bad because I can't always pick up every call. Sometimes I'm yeah. tired, whatever, right? But he's one of them niggas like, he want his niggas to win too. You know, that's the only reason why he calling. He not calling because he don't, he needs you. He's calling because he's trying to put you on too. Yeah, yeah. That's why I always have love for him. And... We got into it. We talking about this thing that he want to do. He created his own crypto. You know what I'm calling? It's called Spillionaire Coin. No shit. Own, yeah, bro. For real, dog. It's for that real. nigga for real, yeah. boy. Goddamn. He's for real. He has his own game to support the crypto, right? All that kind of shit. And we were talking, and he's this is this is the flaw with him, right? He is so trying to be hands on and master a million different things that he didn't realize a lot of shit was. Not it. And he showed me his website, built the whole website for the crypto and everything. And I'm like, bro, I ain't gonna lie to you. This is this, then that. And he said, bro, thank you. That's why this is the reason why I called you. And this is the reason why I want to work with people because I have different perspectives. That's right. what it's about. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't mm -hmm. even think of that. I didn't even think of this. That shit didn't right. even cross my mind. That's why I've been calling you. That's why I need you. You know what I'm saying? And right. that's what I think a lot of people fail when it comes to trying to put vision to other people. Because ultimately, I had to learn this the hard way, dog. You can't want something for somebody that they don't want. Man, listen. Amen. That's gospel right up, bro. That's gospel. For sure. Like, you can't. And I had to learn that the hard way. And, and you know what I'm saying? And that's why you got to, you would want to share something with the people that you fuck with the most. Mm -hmm. But at some point, you got to gravitate towards people, like you said, that are like-minded. For sure. Because that is where the, the value is. Now, if you have somebody that's like-minded, they could see something, a room of improvement from here, and you could provide that, that, that uh, room of improvement. And somebody else could do it. But as long as y'all are like-minded, there's no stopping y'all, bro. Yeah. <laughs> there's sure. no stopping y'all. Now you're going to have our friends where they can't do shit and we don't want to say, oh, we got to do yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. they see the vision and they trying to be a part of it too, dog. But yeah, dog, and you know me, I ain't trying to go on too much of a tangent, dog, but I just wanted people to hear that story. And the, the main takeaway that I want people to have from that is don't be afraid to be uncomfortable. Put your, whatever your idea is, you're going to figure it out. Go for this You're going to figure it out. You're going to figure it out. Like, and for you, you saying you're not really sure what you want to do. Me, I am going to be 33 years old, bro. I was born in 1989. I finally said and put my mind to, you know what I'm saying? I was like, you know what? I want to be a project manager. You know what I'm saying? I'm a supervisor right now. I manage people. Why would I just stop at being a supervisor? I like what I do. I like managing people. I like facilitating. Mm -hmm. I like helping people get better at their job. Let me take it to the next level. 
Let me make as much money as I can doing something that I actually right. like. And and I avoided being a supervisor for years. <laughs> yeah. People been telling me because I never wanted that responsibility. And then I finally said, fuck it. I got a daughter now. I need to make more money. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, damn, I should have been to this shit. Right, 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 right. <laughs> who who knows you know what, what opportunity is you would have had, you know what I'm saying? But hey, timing, bro, shit happens for a reason. Divine timing, bro. You're exactly timing. where you need to be right it's now. It's about timing, but again, I was afraid to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I like what I was doing. I like complacency. I like having what I am. Don't be afraid to be uncomfortable. Uncomfortable is a good position to be in because it's going to force you to be better. Right. That's just what it is, dog. So, that's true. I mean, that's that's my little tangent, bro. You know what I'm sure. saying? That's, right, that's some real shit, bro. I dig it. Yeah, uh, man. So any last things, bro, before we uh, close this close shop? I'm boy? good, man. Uh, Once again, bro, happy we could finally do this. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, it should happen more often, bro. It should happen more often, bro. 100% I, what it is, dog. Matter of fact, I'll shoot, I'll shoot you the number or we can keep communicating on, on Twitter. It don't matter, bro. Like, for sure. I, I'm... I as long as I know and I could plan, then I, I'll make it happen, bro. Because I'm I make time for people who are serious. That's sure. really what it is. If you're not serious, then I don't got no time, bro. Like nah, I did, Kid Ross, bro. <laughs> for sure. But if you actually serious, and that's not you, obviously I know you, but I'm just talking about to the people who's listening. Make time for yeah. people who actually are worth the time, dog. So, but I appreciate you, bro. Like that's the one thing about me and you, dog. We could we chopping up like we talk every day, bro. Yeah, hey, that's, some, yeah, that's crazy. real cool shit, uh, man. So, appreciate you, dog. For sure. Much love to you, man. And uh, we'll get up later, brother. Hey, yes, sir. All right.